Do you believe he lives in you this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. Um, <clears throat> I, I couldn't sleep last night. Um, there was just a, just a strong urgency to pray. And, uh, we're, we're in a, we're in a, a very pivotal time. Very pivotal time. And you and I, we, as Brother Corey was leading us in this worship, reminding us who we are in Christ and, and how Christ is in us. We've got to live out of that truth. Amen. And you and I, as a, as a blood bought, blood washed believer, we've got to stand up and take authority in this earth age right now, uh, to do some things. I, I know that every one of you, you feel it in your spirit as well as I do. Um, the devil has always tried to get things out of time. He, he, he wants to get us out of step with the timing of the Lord. And he's right now, he's working so hard. They had an agenda. Uh, you know, this is not political. This is just all in honesty. If they'd have got a Hillary in there, that agenda would have done been, it would have done happened in 2020. So now they're working for 2030. And, and, uh, and they're, they're, they're wanting to bring some things ahead of time. They're wanting to get, uh, the Antichrist on the stage, but it's not time. It's not time because you and I, uh, we've got to do some things before the sounding of the trumpet. We've got a, we've got a job to do before God calls his church home. And we know we're going home. Amen. But there's going to be millions and millions and millions that are going to be left here. And so this morning, as good as it feels to be in this place, you and I, we need to remind ourselves there's some people by the numbers that we can't even fathom to understand that don't know what you know this morning. They're not where you're at. And, and I want you to just bear with me because I, I was, the Lord gave me a message about, about joy. And hopefully the, I believe we'll preach that tonight. But this, during the, as I laid down to go to sleep, he said, you can't preach that because we got to preach. There's some things happening. You got to preach this first because you got to do this before you can operate in joy. Amen. And so I was just, just smothered. I mean, I just, just, I couldn't breathe. And, and, uh, and then I, I saw a face, some face, a face of a lady and I was praying for her and, uh, um, that's another thing for another time. I was praying for you and your families. I was praying for this church service and, and, and what God's will was. And just uh, it felt just like that Leviathan spirit that comes around God's people that just tries to squeeze the breath out of you. Amen. That's where we're at right now. He's trying, he wants to, the breath is the Holy Ghost. Amen. And the Holy Ghost is the spirit of truth. And the, the devil is trying to squeeze the truth out of the church. And so, Sister Victoria's going to put a picture up here. You saw prophecy fulfilled last, last week. How many saw this? Come on. Ezekiel prophesied this 2,600 years ago. This is the first three of the ten that's going to come together in the book of Revelation. That's going to be the ten, ten leagues that's going to come against and bring in, usher in the Antichrist. And so we got Russia and we got Iran and we got Putin standing on the world stage coming in unity. Now that needs to shake the church. 
You and I, we need to stop thinking about cars and trucks and food and house. We need to get our mind off ourselves and get our mind on the Lord. Come on, you and I, we have the opportunity to do some things in this earth age that we're going to take to heaven. And then everything that we tried to live out on this earth, it's going to be heaven lived. Amen. I, the, 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 you and I, we can spend all of our time taking care of self. We can still go to heaven, probably. Maybe, but we're going to miss out on a lot of rewards and we're going to miss out on a lot of people being saved. And so in the name of Jesus, let's get our minds off of what this earth has to offer. And let's say, God, what do you want me to do? Amen. Amen. So now you get in here and help me this morning and you, you see what bears witness with your spirit. And if it bears witness with you, then you help me and let's, let's get some things done in Jesus name. If it don't bear witness with you, then pray for me. Don't go home talking about me. Pray for me. I need your help. Amen. We've got to work together in Jesus' name. Open up your Bibles. Uh, Sister Victoria's going to put um, Ecclesiastes 10, 8 up there. But I want you to open up your Bibles to Galatians 6 for a text. Galatians 6. And we're going to just follow the, what, it, what the Spirit of God laid in my heart as I was praying. But I want you to look at this first. Look what... Uh, this says, he that diggeth a pit shall fall into it. And whoso breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. Now, to be able to understand this message, you've got to get this verse and put it on the table of your heart. Here's where we're at right now. The church and the, and the, the, the pastors and the prophets and the evangelists and, and all that fivefold ministry have just sat down because they don't want to make nobody mad. They don't want to make nobody feel uncomfortable. I'm sorry. God's mad. You say, oh no, God don't get mad. Yes, see, God gets mad. And God is mad. Uh, he is aggravated and he wants his church to stand up and call sin, sin. What happened in Isaiah chapter 5? God said, I went and I planted a vineyard and I put a wall around it and I gave it everything that it might produce fruit for me. But it didn't produce uh, the grapes I wanted it to. It produced poisonous grapes. United States of America, the most blessed nation on the earth. Come on, we have been blessed militarily. We've been blessed financially. We have been blessed uh, with with prominence and, 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 and influence. And right now we have let leaders come into place and position by the devil and uh, they're trying to destroy our children. Now listen, it's one thing for somebody to just want to follow what they feel in the flesh, what they is sin and all these things. But when they start messing with our children, if you and I don't stand up, God's going to do something. Right now, this is where we're at. We've got people who are digging a pit. They're breaking through the wall of protection. I, uh, uh, the, the Bible says in Zechariah chapter 2 that God is a wall of protection around His people. And, and what we've got, we've got a group of people, especially our leaders right now, they're punching. They're punching our God, His Word, His truth, His Savior, and they're saying, I don't want you to protect me. I want the sin. I want the perversion. I want the lies that's on the other side of you. And we're in a place right now where the Bible said that the reason why that happened, because the priest, come on, say I'm a priest. That's what the Bible says. You're a priest of God. It said the priest of God, they didn't show the people what was holy. They took the profane. They chose the profane rather than the holy. That they took the darkness rather than the light. They called what was wrong right. Come on now. 
You and I, it's, it's time. It's time. You say, well, it's too late. No, it's not. No, it's not. That person is still breathing. It's not too late for them to hear the gospel, to be saved and to be born again. Amen. It's not too late. The greater one lives in you. Come on. The greater one, greater is he that is in you than he's in the world. So just follow with me this morning. Galatians chapter six. Let's read the first two verses for a text and, and, and get us in, in that mindset to follow where the spirit of God would have us to go. Galatians six and one. If you're there, say amen. Brethren, if a man, if a man, woman, boy, or girl be overtaken in a fault, come on, how many people you see overtaken this morning? They're all around us. They're all around us. They're being swallowed up in lies. They're being swallowed up in darkness. If you see a man, woman, boy, or girl overtaken a fault, you which are spiritual, say, I'm spiritual. Come on, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Come on, to know to do good and don't do it is sin. Come on, you and I, we know better. We know what we're called to do. Now, what he says in verse number two, hold this in your heart. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Sister Victoria, would you pray? Amen and amen. Thank you for being here. Thank you for honoring the word. Thank you, Sister Victoria. I I, I don't want you to leave here discouraged. I want you to leave here uh, with an anticipation, ex- an expectation, because every time the devil pours out darkness... Our God pours out light. Every time the devil brings an anointing of deception, an anointing uh, 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 to, to try to bring death and destruction, Jesus said he would what? He would show up and show out. He would show how much bigger and better our God is. So this morning, you and I, we're in a place where we recognize and realize that there is a temptation to come in across the world. Come on, Cuba, yesterday, Cuba just come in in agreement with this homosexual spirit, and, and, and they they I can't imagine. I thought that that being kind of in with Russia and all this stuff, you know how Russia feels about it. But they they come in and they've just accepted uh, the this uh, and accepted this uh, homosexual spirit of, of marriage. They've accepted that they've been they've they put it into their plan and all of this stuff. I'm not talking against homosexuals. I'm I'm talk I'm not talking. Come on, adultery is a sin. Fornication is a sin. Come on, all of these things. I'm not talking about one sin, but I'm talking about right now, you and I, we need to see what the devil's doing right now in our world, our time, and we need to stand up. He said that you and I were spiritual. And he said that we had an anointing in our life. This is not a suggestion. This is a command that we could bring restoration to people. Come on, you and I, we have been called to be a watchman. We'll look at it. A watchman on the wall. That's who you and I are. That means we can look by the word of God and we can see what's happening. And we can have uh, the spirit of truth to bring us a word into our life that will prepare those around us. That will get them into a place and a position where they're shored up, where they're made strong. Amen. Where to, it can break off that Leviathan spirit where they can breathe in the word of God. They can breathe in the truth and they don't have to follow the way of the enemy. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Now, uh, also this morning, I believe with all of my heart that if you and I will just listen, that not only is God talking to us corporately and what he wants, 
wants us to do. But if we'll let the Spirit of God be honest with us and let's be honest with Him, He's going to show us some areas in our own life where our wall come on, has been breached. And and he's going to show us how by the word of God, we can fill in that gap. Come on, by Jesus Christ, we can we can fill in that breach. And then you and I, we can be stronger and stronger than ever before. Because when we have our mind on Jesus and his work, his will, guess what? All of a sudden, because we're seeking the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness first, those things that we have need of, they're just naturally men. Amen? I believe that, don't you? All right. So this morning, you and I, we've got to recognize, and first of all, that the Holy Spirit wants to show us some burdens. He wants to show us what some people, what they have fallen into and what they're trying to carry, what they're trying to live by. Now, uh, once again, I'm not... Uh, this is not political in any form or fashion. But when you have our United States Congress, when they approve a lady to be on the Supreme Court uh, and they ask her a point blank question, what is a woman? And she cannot tell them what a woman is. We've got a problem. Come on. The, uh, now, you, you can believe what you want to. Once again, not talking about anybody and just telling what the word of God says. God created man and woman. That's it. God's a creator, and God created man and woman. There's no other genders. There, there's no other. All of this is a lie. It's, 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 it's evil spirits that's bringing darkness and bringing deception in people's lives. And we've got to stand up. We're not talking against people. We don't hate people. We love everybody. Amen. But they need to know the truth. If you love somebody, you will tell them the truth. If you love me, you will tell me the truth. God tells me the truth because he loves me. And, and so we've got to stop being in the place where we're so passive. That we just let things happen. God told me and, and, and got really strong with me because I this is one of my weak areas. God doesn't like passivity. We, we, we try to put uh, and, and call uh, passivity humbleness. No, meekness and humbleness has nothing to do with passivity. Passivity is, well, you know, I know what I know what to do. I, I should do it, but, I, you know, I really don't want to, you know. Come on, if, if we know better and we don't, we're going to be judged according to our knowledge individually. Amen. And so we've got to see that there's burdens around us. There, There's people who are overtaken in all kinds of faults. And the only way they can know the truth is if you and I stand up and give it to them. Amen. Now, let's go here to the Old Testament. Let's look at some things. Go with me to Isaiah. I mean, yeah, Isaiah chapter 62. And I want you to look what Isaiah 62 is, is God writing to the church. Say that I'm the church. And, and, and it's the Old Testament uh, bringing a, uh, an understanding of what Jesus was going to do in the New Testament. And you can understand that better because, you know, Matthew 16 very well, where Jesus said, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. But I want you to just look at uh, uh, verse uh, Five Isaiah sixty two five for as a young man marrieth a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee, and as the bridegroom rejoiceth over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. Come on, we're the bride of Christ. God rejoices over you, Amen. And we need to see that. And because God rejoices over us, He has a promise for us. Look at the promise, verse number six. I have set watchmen upon thy walls. 
Come on, a watchman, uh, th- this word watchman, it, 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 it's an interesting Greek word. It means that, uh, that you, you, when you speak the truth, you put a wall of thorns around somebody. You, you put a guard around them. You put a protection around them. You, you are attending to their weak area and you're making them strong. Now, so, so God said, as this is written to the church, because he glories after us, because he rejoices in us, because he loves us so much, he said, I, I, I put watchmen. And so what you and I have got to see that you, if you are a believer and you are this morning, you're a watchman. Now, watchman, that means that you can see things that other people can't see. So when you see things that other people can't see, then you have a responsibility to bring what you're seeing in a way that they have an opportunity to see it at their level. Come on. Amen. That means that you're able to, by the Spirit of God, to reach people no matter where they're at, as, uh, as far as their spiritual understanding. Uh, you can, you're able to touch their heart. Because God said, I'm the one that done the setting. So when you realize, now remember God, he's our wall of protection. You're founded upon the rock. God said, I set you on the wall. Oh, come on now. God himself set you on Jesus. Amen. And he wants you to shout out of your foundation. That That's your knowledge. That's your knowledge of Jesus. That's your love of Jesus. That's your victory in Jesus. That's your power in Jesus. That That's the mercy of Jesus. That's the goodness of God. He wants you to shout, talk, teach out of that. So God himself said, I've set you in this place. Upon thy walls, O Jerusalem. Now you say, well, he's talking uh, to Israel. He's not talking to the church. Remember, uh, you and I, we're going to a new Jerusalem. Come on. That's our home. That's our destination. But Jerusalem simply means anything that is founded on peace. Are you founded on the Prince of Peace this morning? Then you can apply this. This is a type and a shadow to you. I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day or night. Come on, we we can't put our hand over our mouth. Realize when we put our hand over our mouth, we're not putting our hand over our mouth. We're putting our hand over the mouth of the Spirit. We're saying, no, Jesus, you can't use me. I'm not going to talk for you because I want to please man more than I want to please you. Well, this is important. Day or night. Now, I want you to be excited. That means that you and I, being a watchman that God himself has set on the wall, we can talk to the people of the day. Come on, Paul told us First Thessalonians chapter 5 that the church is the children of the day. That means the brothers and sisters that are overtook in, in a fault inside the church, children of the day, I can talk to them. You can talk to them. You can walk around and say, oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I give you my tongue. I give you my hands. I give you my feet. You order my steps. You lead me into that person's life today that is overtaken in a fault. And I will say what you would have me to say in the name of Jesus. And he said, you are his Watchman, you're going to be able to guard. You're going to be able to protect. You're going to be able to attend to their situation. But also, he said, don't stop your crying in the nighttime. Come on. If if the children uh, of the day or the church, the children of the night or of the, Jesus said, the wicked one. 
Come on. The, 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 the devil wants you and I to give up on those who are in sin, those who are in bondage. He wants us to think that we cannot reach them. No, we can't. But we can be an instrument. We can be a vessel that God can use that can sow a seed, that can water a seed, that can bring hope into a hurting heart. Amen? You've got to believe that. You've got to believe that every action that you take, you've got to say, Lord, I'm going to open my mouth. And when I opened my mouth, you promised me you would fill it. And you said that you would give me seed and that your seed wouldn't fall to the ground. It wouldn't return void. Come on. It would what? It would accomplish what he sent it there unto. Come on. You've got to say it out of your own mouth. You're going to change people's lives. In the name of Jesus, that person that God leads to me, they're not going to hell. They're not going to be swallowed up in a lie. I'm going to give them the truth and God's going to be glorified in their life. Amen. You've got to believe that. We're in a very defining age. Right now, this is a moment that you and I, you realize that the United States of America has got to fall before Israel falls. Now, we can sit here and plan our little parties and we can do our little things all day long. And we can miss that on what God's called us to do. Come on, we've got to be about our father's business, about our, he's our, he's our father. He, he's not just some evil taskmaster. He's your father. And he'll never call you to do what you can't do. He'll never give you what you don't need to accomplish the task at hand. Amen. And, and so we, we've got to see that, uh, that what's happening right now, the devil is systematically causing America to get to the place of the fall. Now, you and I, we know that God's going to take care of us. We, we know uh, that we have a hope. We have a confidence. I, we have a blessed, say I've got a blessed hope. Amen. But at the same time, uh, uh, you and I have got to see that if we're, uh, if we, if we let the devil get things out of step, we're going to miss out on a lot of people getting saved. And if you, when the United States falls, that's when this whole thing is going to come against Israel. Come on, that's the plan. That, that, that the devil wants to destroy right from the beginning. His plan is to destroy God's, the, the, the original holy people. Say, I'm holy now. But it, that was the covenant people. And, and so you got to see that, that this is where we're at when, when we've got lawmakers that don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they're trying to take away your gas and my gas, make it so high we can't afford to buy it, where you'll go buy an electric car. And, and then the, they plug the electric car in and it's being charged by a coal plant. Is that green fuel? No, it's not. Come on. Let's get, let's get serious. You realize that there's three counties in the middle of Texas. There's enough oil that's in those three counties that'll take care of the United States of America for the next 200 years. Oil's not a problem. That's a lie of the devil. God knew how much we were going to need. Okay. There's comfort. We, you and I, we can rest in that. And, and, and so, uh, all right. I said, watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace, uh, day or night. Ye that make mention of them, keep not silent. So you and I, we've got to be in that place where we recognize and realize we have authority in this earth. God gave you a voice. And there's going to be people that will hear your voice that won't hear mine. There are going to be some that will hear mine that won't hear yours. And so it's so important that we work together. Go with me to the book of Ezekiel. Now, right, right before the book of Daniel. And uh, let's go to Ezekiel 22. When God called me into the ministry, he gave me a dream. 
uh, one night I come in from work, tired, and went to sleep. And he gave me a dream, and that's another story for another time. But and he gave me this verse that we're going to look at. Uh, but this verse is, is, is this this chapter. You need to really be familiar with this chapter, and, and we don't have time, of course, to look at it. But you need to look at it in your home study time, and you can see everything that's happening in Ezekiel twenty-two to Israel to Judah is happening to America right now, yeah. right now. But would you let me just read a few scriptures here? Let's just start in verse twenty-three, Ezekiel twenty-two twenty-three. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, say unto her, Thou art the land that is not cleansed, nor rained upon in the day of indignation. This is a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof, like a roaring lion raving the prey. They have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things. They have made her many widows in the midst thereof. Where are we at right now? Come on, this is what we're seeing right now. Do you realize that they hate the church so much? And their plan is, they're working slowly and systematically to it. They want to take the funds away from the church. Now, you know here that everything that you give, is no one is paid here, no one takes a salary. Everything that you give goes into the work of the Lord. And uh, and other other churches they they do the very same thing. And others they have to take a salary. Well, whatever that that doesn't matter. But the point is that you've got to see that they want to take away the support of the church. Well, God's going to always support His church. That that's no doubt. But you got to see how much the government hates your being identified with Jesus. And so they're going to come to you. Right now, they, they've got plans of taxation that, that they're, if we don't do something, if we don't stand up, and if we don't go vote, and if we don't get the right voting machines in, if we don't do things legally this November, we're going to go past the tipping point. Come on now. You say, I don't want to hear this. you got to hear this. This is, this is so serious. Because uh, if, if they, uh, if we don't Change some things, and, and you can't. I'm not talking about Democrat or Republican. I'm talking about believer or non-believer. I'm talking about somebody called by God and somebody that's called by themselves. You need to vote not by party, but by the Holy Ghost. You need to know who God would have you to vote for, and you need to stand strong. I need to stand strong in that because they're, they're, they've got an agenda, and that agenda is I'm going to cripple the church. I got news for them: you can't cripple Jesus, Amen. But at the same time, God's calling us to do some things, Amen. Uh, verse 26, look at this. Her priests have violated my law. Remember, we done said that what we come in agreement with the word that we are God's priest. They have profaned my holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and the profane. Neither have they shown difference between the clean and the unclean. And they've hid their eyes from my Sabbath, and I am profaned among them. You and I, every day in Christ is a Sabbath. Christ is our Sabbath. So what's he really saying here? They're not walking in Jesus. Well, you walk in Jesus every day. Even when, you, even when you're at work, even when you're uh, uh, doing whatever you got to do in life, you, you, you're in communication. You're praying always. Come on, that's that's who you are. You're a praying group of people, and you, and you you've got to see that, and you've got to as you pray, you know that you have that fellowship with the Father by the Spirit, and He shows you what's right, what's wrong. Not and, and you know you may not need correction. I do. 
And I, and I accept correction. I'm thankful for it. But, uh, but it's not just for our own correction. It's for us to see what's happening around us. Where we can be a blessing to somebody. We can help somebody. Amen. Now notice what happens. Um, verse 27. Her princes in the midst thereof are like wolves raving the prey to shed blood and to destroy souls to get dishonest gain. Who's he talking about? He's talking about your leaders. That's your leaders. Come on. Why do you think they start wars? Why do you think they buy, buy stock in military companies? Why do you think that they buy stock when we don't know nothing about it ahead of time? And, and, and they're getting rich off of our young men and women who are getting hurt and injured in war after war after war that God didn't ordain. Amen. Come on now, I'm sorry. We're just getting this as real as we can get this morning. But we, we've got to get back to, to a reality. God didn't call us to start wars all over this world. He called us to be the light to the world. He called us to be... Now, yes, you say we're supposed to be uh, peacekeepers. I, yes, I, I understand that. But at the same time, you and I can never do what God would have us to do if we don't walk in obedience to His Word. Amen? And her prophets have daubed them with untempered mortar, seeing vanity and divining lies into them, saying, Thus saith the Lord when the Lord is not spoken. We've, we, we had so many prophets that said so much about this last election. And as far as I know, there's only been one who's repented. The rest of them, they're still standing on everything they prophesied. Uh, uh, and it's, it's hurt a lot of people. It's hurt me. I, I, I trusted in a lot of them, but you know what? You and I, we need to trust in the Lord and, and, and not man because man makes mistakes. God never makes a mistake. But right now, we're in the same place that Israel was. We've got a group of people saying, oh, we're fixing to come into the greatest time of prosperity like we've never seen before. God would like to bless us. God would like to prosper us. But you know what? We're not going to be able to be blessed and be prospered where you and I are letting leaders lead us astray, where we're letting sin. Do you realize what they're doing? Are you seeing this, these drag queens and this, and, and, and how they're coming into our public libraries, how they're coming, how they're, they're putting these, these books in our school system and they're confusing these children, uh, telling them that they don't know who they are or what they are. They're, 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 you mess with God's children. God said, I'm going to what? I'm going to move. You and I, we've got to see that. And so right now we're in a place where it said that the prophetic word that's supposed to build a wall, that's supposed to reveal Jesus, it's not the wall of God. He said it was daubed with untempered mortar. Come on. I, I, when, uh, we, I, uh, I've, I've made some concrete. You do concrete all the time. You know, you know exactly what happens. It's going to fall, ain't it? Come on. Verse 29. I want you to look at these four things. Mark these down in your Bible where you'll have them and, and, and look at where we're at so you'll know what to pray. Verse 29. The people of the land have, number one, used oppression. This, this word used oppression, it means that they have robbed by robbing with violence. That's what it says in the Hebrew. You look it up. Don't take my word for it. It means that they have robbed with robbery, using violence. 
Look at what's happening to people's 401k. Look at how he's wanting to add extra tax incentives to Social Security. Come on, they're, 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 I mean, they have gone money wild. They don't have uh, money for uh, certain classes of, uh, of the people who are of the United States, but they want to give everything away to everybody else. Come on. And they're stealing it from you. They're taking it from you and I. They've used oppression. Look at this. Number two, they have exercised robbery. This is another, this is, he's, he's telling us that not only are, are, are they using oppression, and, but they're exercising this robbery with it, this extortion. And he said they have, number three, they have vexed the poor and the needy. God's looking. He's seeing when you pull up and you've got to make a choice. Okay, I can get a half a tank of gas. I may have to buy some medicine. I got to buy some some food here. Come on, God notices all that things. The, the, the people all over the United States of America right now they are hurting. They're in a place where they they got to make choices, and some of those choices there's a lot of elderly people that uh, Don and I talk to, and they got to choose whether they buy medicine or not. Come on, this ain't, this ain't the way it's supposed to be. We're, we're in a in a time right now where the devil is trying to squeeze the life out of us. Number four, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. Do you realize that you and I, that we're becoming a stranger in our own land? This is a plan of the enemy. I don't care if you're brown, yellow, white. Red, I don't care what color you are. Be proud of who you are. It's all right to say, I'm, and I'm proud of it. God made you. God looked and he said it is good. See, nobody reads the Bible with understanding. They don't realize the sixth day creation, the eighth day creation. They don't understand that God, he made all the races and he loved them all. He has a plan for all of them. And, and, and so there's not that one is uh, not important and the other uh, is more important, nah, not in the eyes of God. So we we got to stand for some truth. Okay, verse um, 30, this is where God's at. He said, and I sought for a man, a man, woman, boy or girl among them, among these people who are working all of this, uh, these four things in verse 29. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge. He said, I'm looking for somebody to, to make up. I'm looking for somebody. The word from the Hebrew means to reveal the wall. Come on, I want to reveal the wall, don't you? I, I want to reveal Jesus. I, I, Jesus is truth. And he, he said, God said, I'm looking for one person that would make up the hedge. Uh, you know, and this word hedge seven times in the Bible, it's translated wall that would make up the wall and would what would stand in the gap that I should not destroy it. But look what he said. But I found none. One person. God's looking for one person. That's all he's looking for. Now, can you imagine all of the people? Here that God's talking to is he looked and he searched the land and he couldn't find one. But see, he's found you. Come on, you're here this morning. You're a watchman on the wall. He's found you. And so that means that we're not going to let the devil have 
This nation, before we what? Before we see people saved. Before we see them come to the knowledge of Jesus. We're going to stand in the gap. Say, I'm going to stand in the gap. See, here's the truth. You and I were either breaking down the wall or we're building the wall. There is no in-between. It's one or the other. Everybody's looking for a, 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 an out. They're like, uh, the politicians, they're so good about uh, saying one thing and doing something else. You and I, we have to realize we're either building up. Jesus said, you're either with me. Come on, you're with him this morning. That means all of heaven is with you. Amen. Isn't that amazing? So he said that, uh, he said that I, I, I've looked and I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land. Come on, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. So we've got to be in this place where we see what God's doing. He's just looking for a person that is willing. Say, I'm willing. I'm willing. Hold your place here. Put Jeremiah 5 and 1 up there, Victoria. Thank you so much. And... um, Run, run ye to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem and see now and know and seek in the broad places thereof if you can find a man, a man, woman, boy or girl, if there be any that exiteth or ex- executeth judgment that seeketh the truth and I will pardon it. Come on, let's tell the devil he can't have America. Amen. Come on, God is, God is, if God would have done that for them, He will do that for us. Amen. Now, don't understand, I know what's got to happen, but it, let's let it happen in God's time. Amen? It don't happen to have to happen in our children's lives, our grandchildren. Let's, let's put some things off. Let's make sure that it's in God's timing, perfectly and holy. Amen? God said, I'll pardon it. So you and I, we need to walk around. We need to say continually, oh, God, I thank you. I thank you that I'm your watchman on the wall. I thank you that I'm the righteous person and you're going to pardon us. You're going to pardon. You're going to give us another day. We're going to live and not die. We're going to have an opportunity to reach the lost. We're going to have an opportunity to touch the sick. We're going to have an ability to cast out demons out of those who need to be deliverance. Come on, in the name of Jesus, there are going to be some people who are going to come out of darkness. They're going to come into the truth. Their eyes are going to be open. Their heart is going to be filled with the spirit of the living God and they're going to forever be changed. Amen. Come on, we're going to do it in Jesus' name because God's called us to it. God's the one that's doing it, not us. We're just willing. Come on, we're his vessel. All right. Now, uh, he said here, uh, put Isaiah 58, 12, Sister Victoria. Let's look at this. I appreciate you so much. This is what you and I are going to do. Come on. We need to walk around saying this verse. And they shall be of thee, come on, we're of God, and we shall build the old waste places, and we shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repair of the breach. That's us. Now notice, this word called is a Hebrew word, Brother Larry. It means that God said, I'm going to name you. Come on, I'm going to give you a new name. 
Come on, a new name. I'm going to call you. I'm going to name you. In other words, I'm going to call you by this name. You're going to be the one who can repair the breach. Come on, that's the filling in the gap. Peretz, that's the same word where the wall has a hole in it. That's the same word where the wall has been breached and there's a gap there and the enemy's working in it. In the name of Jesus, we're going to stand up right now in the name of Jesus. We're going to praise the living God. We're going to ask him how we can put that uh, righteousness that word of truth, that 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 promise, that provision of the Lord Jesus Christ in that wall where it can be repaired. Amen. We have to. Don't you see the devil's coming against us with with this casino and all of these things? We're going to see evil come in here like you've never seen before. And we've got to stand strong. We've got to stand up in the name of Jesus and say, "I'm not laying down, devil." I'm not giving up. I'm not giving over. I'm going to stand strong for my Lord and my Savior. And you you may come in here, but you're going to have a fight. And the fight's not going to be with me, but it's going to be with my elder brother. It's going to be with my resurrection Savior. It's going to be with the one who you could not defeat. Amen? All right. So let's get this in our heart this morning. And, and um, I want you to look what the Bible says about Moses. Look at Psalms. Psalms 106, I believe it is. Uh, somewhere in here. See, cause I want you to show you how one person can make a difference. And you and I were more than one, but we are one in Christ. Look at Psalms 106, verse 23. Psalms 106, verse 23. Therefore, he said that he would not destroy them. In other words, God is it was fixing to bring judgment on on the, ch- the children of Israel here, that He would not destroy them. Why? Why would He not do it? Had not Moses His chosen? So Moses, uh, the one called drawn from the water, that's what His name means, was chosen. Revelation seventeen fifteen says the waters in the last days are the people's. God said, I've chosen you. Jesus said in John 15, I chose you. You didn't choose me. Come on, you've been drawn out of the water. You've been drawn out of deception. You've been chosen this morning. Amen. And look what it says. Like Moses, had not Moses is chosen, stood before him in the breach. Peretz, this is that break, that gap. Moses put himself between the people and the devil and the hole in the wall. Come on, that's what an intercessor does. When you intercede for people, you take on what they're feeling. As I was praying for Jenny last night, whoever Jenny is, wherever she's at, I don't know. But as I was praying for her, I was feeling what she was feeling. I was experiencing what the devil was doing in her life. You know what I'm talking about. When you become an intercessor, you step between them and the devil, between them and the attack. But at the same time, you step between them, and when God looks at you, He sees the blood of Jesus. He doesn't see the gap in their life then. He sees a promise, a provision. He sees somebody who is saying, hey, Lord, I'm going to stand between them. Don't don't let them be destroyed by the devil. Don't let them go down. Don't let them give up. Don't let them get in a place where death takes them over. But you save me and because you save me, you'll save them. I'm going to hold them up. I'm going to be in that place. I'm going to fill in that gap in Jesus' name. And when you do that, when I do that, it changes everything. Thing. Amen. Moses, his chosen, stood before him in the breach to turn away his wrath, lest he should destroy them. Moses. Come on, he stood in the gap. 
That way they would not be destroyed. You can do the same thing. That's how much power you got. That's why the devil beats you on the head. That's why the devil tries to uh, to d- discourage you and bring uh, all of these feelings of defeat and tries to, to get you and I to get our mind on all this temporal stuff is because we have power with God to make a difference. We don't have time to look at it this morning. I wish we did. But if you'll look, go to, and be sure and read Exodus 32, about verses 9 through 14, and, and see where this story takes place. And, and, and build yourself up and see what you can do in the name of the Lord. And, and, and how God will take what He's done in your life and He'll apply that to somebody else when you become an intercessor, when you become that watchman on the wall. Amen. Exodus 32, 9 through 14. At least that much. But that, that's who you are and that's what you can do. So this morning, I, I, I want you to be so encouraged that no matter what the devil tries to do, that, that Jesus has beyond and above the answer. He has the anointing. He has the word. He has the vision. Oh, he has the love. The love that never fails, the love that covers a multitude of sin. Amen. That's your Savior. And, and so we want to we, we want to walk in that. We want to live in that. We want that to be so. Let's close in the New Testament. We started in Galatians. Let's close in one verse in Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, I think it's down about verse 18. Come on, this is what a watchman does. Ephesians 6.18, you there? Praying always, you and I, we're, we're, we're prayer-minded. We may not always be on our knees in, in the flesh body, but we're always in the, on our knees in our heart. Isn't that amazing? See, I don't know about you, I do a lot more good most of the time when I'm on the knees of my heart than I am on the knees of my flesh body. Because I can do that, like he said, at all times. Praying always, what now? With all prayer and supplication. Now, when he says all prayer, that word means the, the whole, the whole of prayer in, in the Greek. And, and so we've got to see that uh, you and I, we cannot pray, uh, uh, the prayer of faith in a situation when God's wanting us to pray the prayer of intercessory. Now, faith has something to do with it, yes. But we've got to see that if we're praying about certain things and we're not getting certain prayers answered, we may be using the wrong prayer. And so we need to say, Lord, would you inspire me? And of course, He will. Show me the, what prayer you want me to pray. See, uh, the, 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 there, there, there's, there's at least seven different types of prayers that you and I can cover in the New Testament, uh, and, and we need them all. We, we need to know and we need to understand. Yes, prayer is simply talking to God, but God has a, a, a way of moving in our life and he will not go beyond that word. Amen. And so we've got to know the word or the devil will be able to trip us up. So, you know, um, okay. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. How? In the spirit. So you and I, we... This word in is translated a lot of times by, uh, by. 
So, but whether you're praying in English or you're praying in tongues, either way, it's inspired by the Holy Ghost. And so anytime that you start praying and, you know, sometimes you and I, we start praying and we're just praying because we know we have to or maybe I better not say that about you. About me, I'll just say it about me. Sometimes I'm just praying because I know I'm have to, I'm supposed to. And I'm just praying and, and, I, and I know it's not doing much. But if I'll keep praying and I'll keep trusting the Lord, all of a sudden, I'll get in the Spirit. And when I get in the Spirit, then by the Spirit, in the Spirit, I start praying, whether it's in English or in in tongues, words that I would never thought to pray for somebody. All of a sudden, I, I was praying for this person and I missed it by 180 degrees. I was praying for what I knew and what I saw. That's head knowledge. Come on, that doesn't that doesn't give God an opportunity to do anything. But then all of a sudden, as I start praying in and of and by the Spirit, guess what? He hits right at the moment of the heart. He hits right at the center of the struggle. He hits right at, at, at the, he hones in on the herd, amen? And he makes everything right. That's your God. That's my God. All right. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance, and supplication for all saints. You and I, because we're watchmen on the wall, we can help people come out of darkness. They can be preserved. They, God's not willing that any should, but they all come to. The first words out of Jesus as He went to minister in Matthew 4, repent. Come on, repentance is a part of life. I, you know, and if we're not honest, then we, we need to be honest with God so we can be honest with ourselves. You're going to have to repent. I'm going to have to. Re- if we're not repenting, something's wrong. So we need to be in that place. And so uh, I want us to close and I want you to think about this. This is just this, uh, this come to me last night or actually early this morning. You you and I, we, we, we've got to expect that. God just didn't create us for the norm. He created you for greatness. For greatness. He has a destiny for you that's beyond your understanding, that's beyond my understanding. We've let the devil convince us, okay, I'm going to heaven, and I, you know, I've got a relationship with God, and, and this is as good as it can get. No! It's going to get gooder and gooder and gooder. It's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Let me give you an example. God's looking for one person. One person that will be wholly dedicated to Him. And if you'll be wholly dedicated to Him, you're going to see some things happen like you've never dreamed possible. I'll use this example. D.L. Moody. He, uh, we've all heard about this great evangelist, but I want you to go back. He got born again and, uh, he, he had a third grade education and he, his whole life consisted about selling shoes. That's it. He thought his life well, that's all it was about, was about selling shoes. Nothing wrong with selling shoes. Praise God. I thank God we've got shoes, don't you? And so, But he had something in his heart that God said, I've got something more for you. I've got something bigger for you. So he comes to church one Sunday morning, and the pastor's preaching, and the pastor makes this statement. He says, if God can find one person that will give him his whole heart, they can change the world. He ran to the altar. He said, Lord... I give you my whole heart. I want to be one person that can change the world. What did God do? God picked him up out of selling shoes and he gave him a ministry. 
And today, you know, we've got uh, we've got Moody uh, Bible College. We've got Moody Study Bibles. We've got we've got that. This is back in the the 18th century that he done all of this. But his work is continuing and it's growing and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Because when God touches something, God don't think little. God said, "I can do exceedingly abundantly a uh, all you can woo, or think." And we can think pretty big. Come, on, that's your God. So in the name of Jesus, let's let God put us in that place. Let's let him name us. He said, I'm going to name you a repair of the breach. Come on. I'm going to cast off these names that man's put on me. I'm going to take the name of the Lord. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this time with this wonderful group of people. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing that is in this place, the anointing to change. Lord, and I know that you're wanting to get a corporate message into our hearts, but I know that you're a God that's personal. So I also feel inside of my spirit a very uh, strong urging to deal with us individually. Because you always, as, as we put other people first and think about them, and we come under that corporate anointing to be able to do the impossible uh, for all people, you want to meet our personal needs. And so I believe with all of my heart that there, there there's some edges, there's some gaps, there's some places in our own walls this morning that you want to show us how they can be repaired. Because you said that you would sow into our lives where we could reap. And then we could sow, we'd have something to sow into other people's lives. We would have a witness, a testimony of your goodness and your grace. Right now, there, there, there's some, there's some sickness, there's some death working in our lives. There's some lies, there's some deception working in our lives. There's some, there's some hurt, there's some heartache working in our lives. There's a gap there. And there's evil spirits that keep coming to that same gap, that breach that's in the wall, and they keep whispering. And, and they keep pulling and they keep uh, spewing their lies. They keep bringing darkness. Let today be the day that we come to your altar. We lay our our hearts down to you and let that repair, let that healing, let that victory, let that deliverance come in our lives this morning where we can be whole to do everything you called us to do. You haven't changed. You're our healer. Lord, let it be. You're our deliverance, our victory, our peace. Oh, let it be, Father. Touch and draw this morning in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Would you come this morning? Would you make yourself an altar and say, Lord, here I am. I'm going to leave here different than I come. I I come and I've got some baggage. I've got some problems. But also I've come and I've heard this word. I'm inspired for my brother, my sister. I'm inspired for my neighbor. I'm inspired for my co-worker. I'm inspired for my nation. I'm I'm going to be that intercessor. I'm going to be that person you call me to be. Would you come this morning and, and just lay your heart on this altar and say, here I am, God. Just do whatever you want to do in my life, through my life. I'll accept and receive everything.